The Draft Network's Carmen Vitale joins me to talk about retirement, life after the NFL, and her expectations for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022. All of that right now on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, and we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison, covering your Buccaneers for Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. My co-host, James Yarko, is off for this episode, but you can find him being the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com with his own written content over there. When we're not there or here, you can find us on Twitter. James is at JRCO underscore Bucks. I am at DHarrison82, and the show is at Locked on Bucks. We thank you again for making us your first listener, your first view every single day. Now, as I promised in the opening of today's episode, let's bring in Carmen Vitale of the Draft Network. All right, guys, back like she never left. Joining me right now on the Locked on Bucks podcast, one of our favorite guests of all time, Carmen Vitale at V. Staff, oh no, she's not senior NFL reporter now and managing editor for the Draft Network because she turned her back on the Buccaneers. She got her bling and ran for Chicago. So everybody give a nice round of booze to Carmen Vitale. Just kidding, obviously, Carmen. But Carmen, I, I mean, tell everybody here. about the new digs. Tell it that's that's the rudest welcome yet it's still going to be a good welcome that we've ever had with a guest but tell everybody about the new transition the new digs the new the new workplace yeah i mean it's fully remote which is crazy so now i don't have an office to go into but that means that i get this wonderful apartment that i now call home uh, in the city of chicago to be my office um and i'm just getting used to it i just moved in a, a couple of days ago actually oh. So I'm, I'm still getting used to it. I don't have a cool background yet. Uh, I did I did have the the windows, but uh, I didn't think that Bucks fans would want me to rub it in their face too much about having the city behind me. Uh, right. I do, but I miss. I mean, I miss Tampa dearly. I miss the Bucks dearly. But it was time to move on, and uh, now I get to cover the whole league. And um, the wonderful thing about the Draft Network is just the wonderful amount of autonomy I have over my work, and mm -hmm. uh, at some points, autonomy over others' work. I'm actually uh, one of their editors, so I, I'm helping out. You know, the rest of the content team and learning so much from you know the staff and just the wonderful people over at the Draft Network. So. Um, I've gotten to do some really cool features this summer. I think I pretty much became an offensive lineman myself yeah. this summer. Um, and it's just broadened my horizons like so much more, which was kind of, it, it was just kind of time uh, for me to move on a little bit um, as much and as hard as it was to leave Tampa and to leave the team because they will always, always, always have a special place in my heart. I love all those guys dearly. There you go. So Bucks fans will be very, very happy uh, to hear that. And yeah, I mean, look, I've, I've been seeing the pictures you've been sharing outside your your new view there in Chicago. And you know, I love the city of Chicago. I've never lived there, but I've been there uh, several times for work as a visitor. I love the city of Chicago, so I don't blame you for loving that view and, and loving what you got going on there. Uh, we also love the fact that Tom Brady is is back for the Buccaneers, Carmen. Uh, last time we spoke, wasn't yeah, wasn't on the show, but the last time we spoke was in Mobile, Alabama, and Tom had actually just retired uh because well he officially retired the day i think that we we saw each other he kind of retired the, the weekend while i was driving the mobile so that was a fun uh trip for that my phone blowing up as i'm trying to drive down to alabama um what what was your initial thought when tom quote unquote retired but then 
Did you ever buy that it was it was solidified, or did you kind of when when he when he unretired was kind of a yeah that makes sense type of moment? Yeah, I think it was a yeah that makes sense type of moment. Yeah. Um, and I think that even the Bucks kind of had that feeling all along too because they really didn't have a great contingency plan if he had stayed retired. And I you know I know Jason Light better than that. He's he's a very prepared very meticulous guy and I think that he would have maybe had a little bit more um of a of a backup plan had that had that actual or at least a succession plan I mean we saw that Bruce Arians had a succession plan for head coach so it would be hard for me to fathom that they didn't have some sort of they wouldn't have had some sort of plan and and maybe they they kind of knew or at least uh had some educate an educated guess that he would come back and uh that seems to whatever Whatever happened there, whatever, you know, it, it worked and he came back and now the Bucks are uh, I, like I actually I was doing some research for an article I wrote for, on the Draft Network. And I realized that after losing in the playoffs since 2013, Tom Brady, the next year has won the Super Bowl. So that bodes well for Bucks fans. Very nice. uh, literally gone like losing playoffs, win the Super Bowl, losing the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, <laughs> which is just an incredible. Didn't, like it's just an insane amount of success um, in that span. So I don't know. We'll see. All eyes on Tampa this year. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, everybody happy that Tom decided to reverse course. Unhappy, though, that Rob Gronkowski decided to continue uh, pro- his prolonged vacation. Uh, but again, just like Tom, not everybody sold. In fact, I would actually say that fewer people are sold on Rob Gronkowski staying retired than they were with Tom Brady staying retired. James Yarko, my co-host, who you know very well, I wish he was here uh, for this, stood on the platform that Tom Brady was staying retired. We didn't even need to talk about the situation. He is standing on the same platform for Gronk, but uh, his girlfriend comes out and says she doesn't think he's actually staying retired. And then him and Tom are basically just having fun with everybody. And then, of course, uh, on Wednesday, Luke Easterling tweets or retweets uh, basically Gronk re- restating that, no, I am staying retired uh, what do you what do you make of that whole thing? Is Gronk just having fun with us, or do you think Gronk will be coming back? No, I mean I think you can you can take Gronk at you can take Rob at face value. That I think mm-hmm. that he truly probably believes that um, he's he's retired, and that's this was his decision. This was his decision right now. Now, does that mean that his mind won't change? I don't know, but I think at this moment in time, uh, mm-hmm. he wants to be retired, and he took his time making that decision and. I mean, he still has stayed connected to football. He was working out at the Bucks facility all offseason. So, like, I didn't really think he was going to retire, I'll be quite honest with you, mm-hmm. just knowing that he was around and still working out and still staying in shape. But I think it was really just him trying to make his decision and in real time. Like, when he said that he was undecided, he really was undecided. Um, and so, therefore, you know, things can change. And I know Tom is pretty persuasive when he wants to be, so <laughs> – that being said, though, I think that yeah. he fully, you know, is I'm, I'm retired. This is, you know, this was my decision and I am going to stick to it until maybe, you know, a few more weeks down the road. And there is a certain time when uh, I believe the Bucks have to, you know, decide whether or not he's on the retired list or not. Right. Um, or that he has to decide whether he's on the retired list or not. And uh, they can only bring him back after a certain time. I'm not sure what when that time frame is, but that decision will have to be made made for real uh, at some point during the season. Yeah, and of course, we haven't seen the Instagram post or the tweet or the video 
uh, of Rob scribbling on a napkin to Roger Goodell, I am retired, which we did see from Ali Marpet. And I don't want to leave this segment without showing a lot of respect to the other Buccaneer that retired that really kind of gets lost in the mix. And that's really sad considering everything that he's done for the Bucs going through uh, from his from his time starting in the NFL. I mean, right guard, center, left guard, like anything the Bucs asked him to do, he probably would have lined up a wide receiver. Uh, if they really wanted him to. Ali Marpet, I don't know if you've seen him. Yeah, recently. he's slimmed down a lot. And uh, it's funny, actually, I was having a conversation with another, another, I can't remember who it was right now, but we kind of noticed like offensive linemen or almost like military guys, like when they retire, they get really fat or they actually slim down to below the way they were when they were wearing uniform. And Ali Marpet went the healthier route, which I'm happy for because he's still super young. You don't want to see him go the opposite direction. But what do you think of Ali retiring? And, and is that something that, you know, you you are around these guys in, in more of a capacity than just watching them play football. So is that something you kind of saw coming or were you uh, taken back by that? Um, I, I did, actually, just because of some conversations. So uh, Allie's mm-hmm. dad is wonderful, Bill Marpet. Uh, he went to every away game uh, of the Bucks. He was at every home game. He was at all of Allie's games. Nice. And so on the road when we were traveling commercially last year, somehow, some way, Bill was always on our flight. And so I had some wonderful conversations with Bill. Now, Bill didn't tell me Allie was going to retire, but through the conversations that I had had with Bill and then with Allie himself, it was like, you know, he was in this because he wanted to get to a certain level and, and he wanted to make the best of his situation. But, you know, health was a huge concern for him. He knew that he wanted a life outside of football um, and, a, and a good life after he was done. So I, it was that it was that Pro Bowl. I think the Pro Bowl was the cherry on top. That was the last thing that Allie really wanted. Yeah. Um, and he got it. And so it was kind of like, well, what else is there to do at this point? You know, he's got the Super Bowl. He now has the Pro Bowl. Um, he had a wonderful career, got granted, you know, multiple contracts. So mm-hmm. you, you've got nothing else to prove at that point. And again, if you are value a lot outside of your job, I mean, football, as much as Allie loved it, was a job. And for, yeah. for a lot of these guys, that's that's not, you know, uncommon where these guys like treat it like it is a job. And so you have the opportunity to do all you need to do or all you want to do in a job and then retire and move on to something else. Like, why wouldn't you do that? So Allie, and I, I want to say, like, I think the difference between the guys that kind of blow up after they're done playing and the ones that slim down, it's not only maybe necessarily the effort or whatever it is um, that they were used to in their playing days and then, you know, drops off afterwards. A lot of guys just aren't naturally that big. And Allie's one of those guys. I remember having so many conversations with him about having to keep his weight up. And I mean, this guy was like waking up in the middle of the night to eat another meal. He was eating peanut butter and sandwich, peanut butter sandwiches, like right before bed. Like he had to do so much to stay at that weight. And that's the reality for a lot of these guys. So even, you know, when they're done playing, it's kind of the weight kind of drops off almost instantaneously because you now no longer have to feed the beast. Essentially. I know AQ Shipley was kind of the same way. Um, in a lot of ways, he, he he dropped a lot of weight kind of instantly when he realized, you know, the neck injury was going to sideline him, you know, end his career, essentially. Right. So he dropped 30, 40 pounds. I think he told me, like, within a few weeks. Exactly. And I was like, wow, like, this is cool. <laughs> so easy for you guys, isn't it? But it's just because <laughs> not, his playing weight was not his natural weight. And they're playing, no. these guys playing weights are, there's very few of them that that's their natural weight or it's easy for them to stay at that weight. So it's it's an incredible. I, I spent a lot of time with a lot of offensive linemen this summer, um, and and it's just an incredible position, and it's an incredible like amount. There's an incredible amount of work and preparation um, that. 
into that position that I don't think gets enough love. So I've made it my mission to make sure that they do. But I wish Ali all the best. And I'm so happy and so proud of him. I think I texted him that right afterwards. Um, you know, just how proud I was. And yeah, that he's just gets to move on and he's engaged today to his girlfriend, who's Megan, who's wonderful. She's she's awesome, and they're just such a cute couple. And Allie's been still doing a lot of stuff in the Tampa Bay community. He's okay. show, he showed up for a cup for a cure. He he told me that too. He's like, I'm gonna still be around. I, I still oh. want to be involved in the Tampa community that's given so much to me. This is home for me now. So yeah, he's just a wonderful guy, and I can't say enough about him. I know that was really long-winded, but he's great. Oh, it's, it's all great, though. That was the whole point. Like, I didn't want to get out of this retirement conversation and not talk about uh, Ali. He certainly deserves uh, his moment. You know, the least we could do is give him a few minutes on this show uh, to, to appreciate everything that he's done for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But we're not done talking offensive line, lineman, Carmen. We're going to talk about more of that and some of your recent travels here Coming up next on the Locked on Bucks podcast. And we're going to continue our conversation with Carmen. Thanks to our friends over at Built Bars with a new Built Puff flavor, s'mores. And I'll tell you what, guys, we got a little bit of a preview package in the mail ourselves. It is delicious. You're not going to want to miss it. All Built Bars, of course, are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently. And it provides tons of health benefits. So you can eat something that tastes good, but is also good for you. And the best part about Built Puffs of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, whether you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or you're just looking for a healthy snack. So check out the new S'mores Built Puffs and all the Built Puffs and all the Built Bars over at Built.com. When you place your order, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of that order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or view every single day. Which NFL stars move the betting lines the most? Going on right now, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the National Football League from the odds makers at Bet Online. Going on right now, it's on the Locked On NFL channel wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. So make sure you check that out. And we continue our conversation right now with Carmen Vitale of the Draft Network. All right, guys, back again with Carmen Vitale, senior NFL reporter and managing editor for the Draft Network on Twitter. If you're not already following her at Carmen V and, and Carmen, we, we talked about Ali Marpet transitioned right into the offensive line. You mentioned it already kind of in the opening of the show. You are basically a, 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 a you are you could probably become the next great left guard for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if you I want mean, to. Like, all the, uh, I got I got like I got yeah. the physique, right? Yeah, look, and if look, if you need to build up a little bit, Allie can can hook you up with some some two o'clock in the morning. I don't know, like stuffed chickens, or I don't know what he ate for for those chicken meals. Like, yeah, there you go. I'm sure he can help you out. But let's start. I mean, I did start with Arizona. If I'm if I'm trying to track here, um, and you know, uh, I think that's that's where I remember from your social media feeds that whole experience starting. Was that, is that accurate? Yeah, no, that was the first um, of my, I had like a four leg trip. Some of it was for, you know, just for fun. And then a lot of it was for work. And the first thing was um, AQ Shipley, who I mentioned before, he's training Robert Hainsey out in Arizona where AQ lives. Um, AQ has decided not to be uh, a coach anymore. He is not on the Bucks staff anymore. And uh, he kind of quietly went about his way. He just decided he's got three kids under the age of four. He's like, I want to be around for that. I don't want to pull the hours that these coaches do, at least not right now. So um, that being said, there's still a football itch that needs to be scratched. So he has actually been training Robert Hainsey, given that Hainsey is now going to be in the mix for that left guard spot uh, at the Bucks. And initially last year, there was the thought of 
moving Hainsey to center after he was a tackle mm-hmm. at Notre Dame. And he worked almost exclusively with AQ all last season at practice. I mean, AQ was almost like his personal coach. And they got the two got to know each other really well. So then this offseason, Robert, uh, before OTAs, he went out to Arizona for a month. And then literally as soon as OTAs, as minicamp wrapped up, he was back out to Arizona, stayed there till July 15th, did not take a vacation. Um, and I was very, very lucky to be able to sit in on a couple of their a couple of days of their training um, and get kind of put through the ringer by AQ. And again, it just gives you just an entirely new appreciation uh, for the athletes that these guys are and the work that they put in. I mean, Robert is really, really gunning for becoming as good of, a, uh, you know, of an offensive lineman as he can and, and really honing that those interior positions because that's not something he did in college. So yeah. it was the feature is actually coming out on Friday on the Draft Network. And you're going to get to see some really funny stuff. Um, <laughs> me trying to do like, I think I probably did a third of the workout that Robert did yeah. that I watched Robert do. And um, I was dying and my hamstrings were tight and sore for about a week and a half. Yeah. So thank, thank you. Really appreciate you. <laughs> well, I mean, look, just being in that stance alone for as much as they are and coming out of it and, and staying and keeping that center of gravity low. I mean, I'm, I'm no offensive line expert myself, but I mean, just, just the physical toll like that takes uh, is yeah. difficult. And, and, and Robert Hainsey, one of our, one of our alignment to watch for training camp uh, as identified by James. So we'd be happy to hear all that, but also saw you sharing a video, I think, on Twitter of Ryan Jensen uh, holding court. I think that's how you put it, was holding court uh, with some legends of the game even, you know, uh, hearing what Big Red had to say. What was that experience like and what was that event all about? Yeah, that was an O-line masterminds in Frisco, Texas. Duke Manyweather and Lane Johnson started this offensive line summit, I think, about five years ago. And uh, Duke trains out of Frisco, every, you know, year-round. Uh, summer's super busy for him. He was also gracious enough to let me sit in on a couple of those training sessions before the seminar got started on that Friday, July 8th. Um, but I was so excited because I knew that uh, Ryan Jensen was there, Nick Leverett was there. Uh, as far as Bucks players, and I was so excited to see them. I literally jumped on Jensen, and it was it was just so nice to see him. But then, I mean, getting to know him and in a, in a vacuum, essentially in Tampa, like yes, of course, you know he's a great player, and right. you know he's the anchor of that offensive line. He's the leader of that offensive line, the tone setter, all of that, those wonderful things. But you really don't get an appreciation for how respected he is league wide until you go to something like this. And I was. He addressed the group multiple times. You know, he was one of the speakers. He took guys through film. He was, he had, and then after that, there was these kind of just informal breakout sessions where guys very naturally and organically would go up to others, like a lot of the veteran players or some of the Hall of Famers. There was four Hall of Famers there um, and ask questions. And I don't know what I was expecting, but I guess I wasn't really expecting that, like, Ryan Jensen is the mayor of O-Line Masterminds. Like, straight <laughs> up. He had so many guys around him at all, at every single breakout session, just hanging on his every word. He was, I put it, I told him, I was like, you're kind of a big deal. And he's like, I don't want to put it that way. But I'm like, no, you really are. And yeah. I, even to the point where at one point I was like texting him during the, uh, like, the Hall of Famers were shouting him out. And I was like, do they know you? Do they know who you are? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, why does everybody like you? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but he, I mean, he's a very dear friend of mine. So I was just kind of, you know, giving him, I, I was keeping his ego a little bit in check. That's my, that's my job. That's my self-proclaimed job. But yeah. I mean, that being said, he, uh, he doesn't need it. He's, he's very humble about everything and it was really, really cool. And I think that Bucks fans really need to understand what they have in him. The Bucks clearly do awarding him that new contract. Right. And, uh, it's, it just, I, it couldn't happen to a better guy. And he's just, he's such a good player and he's just such a good I don't know the way that he came up from CSU Pueblo to now I mean like he takes so much pride in that I think a lot of those guys on that line that were the small school guys like Allie Alex Kappa like they took a lot of pride in the fact that they were small school guys that made it and they were like look look at look at us now and and so that was really cool and then not only that, but then to see Jensen's peers revere him as much as they did, um, it was awesome. So Bucks fans, just please appreciate Big Red. Like he's yeah. he does a lot for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. I think I think Bucks fans know what they have in in Ryan Jensen. And just I'll add on to the kind of the Ryan Jensen like humility party and, and train. And uh, we had him on the show. It was a while back now, but. Uh, the day that he was supposed to be on with us, there was a snowstorm in Colorado where he and his family were uh, and signal wasn't all that great. So he's like, you know what, guys, he's like, let's do this tomorrow. He's like, I'll go into town where there's a better signal uh, and I'll be able to do this better from there. Uh, you know, he apologized profusely. Like, yeah, you know, no, no problem. You know, it's it's Colorado. I'm from Colorado, so I know what the weather can do uh, there anyway. And, uh, you know, the very next day he literally went to I think it was a local coffee shop. He was like, hey, listen, I don't want a special treatment, but I do need to do the show You know, da, 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 and all these things. They gave him like a corner of the of the the restaurant or whatever it was that he was in so he could do the show with us. And I mean, he went through all that effort just mm-hmm. to be on uh, this podcast. So, I mean, yeah, I greatly appreciate Ryan Jensen and everything uh, that he, he does. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's one of my favorites. Don't tell anybody else um, <laughs> between you, me and whoever's watching. Um, but it was it was the amount of effort that he goes through. Just I mean, that's just who he is as a person. It's who he is as a player. Um, I remember they, at O-Line, I tweeted this, this story out he shared with the group about how he got injured in right before the week, um, what was that, week eight, the Eagles game on Thursday night. Um, and I had actually been privy to that whole thing because the, the, the previous Sunday he had torn part of his hip flexor, essentially. Yeah. Um, and he was like down bad like very bad. And he was like, I don't know how I'm going to play on Thursday. Like there was contingency plans being made. And essentially Tom was like, Nope, you're playing. And so (laughs) like Ryan worked day in and day out with Alex Guerrero and the rest of the Bucks training staff. And I remember when he told me that he was playing and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like I saw you walking in the hallways. Right. You couldn't walk. And he's like, well, and he's like, as long as I can walk, I can play. So he yeah. got to walking and he played that game. It was one of his best games of the season. I'm going to figure it out. Listen, so Bucks fans, look, Ryan may get the occasional 15-yard flag, okay? But he's dealing with some stuff. He's dealing with some stuff. Let the man have an outburst every once in a while. So great stuff, Carmen. We're going to get back to, well, we're already talking Bucks, but I mean, we're going to get back to very, very in-depth Bucks-specific stuff here in our final segment, joined by Carmen Vitale, Senior NFL Reporter Managing Editor for the Draft Network. All right, guys, last stretch here with Carmen before we let her be free to go enjoy her hometown of Chicago before it becomes too cold and too windy in the Windy City to really enjoy. I don't know. I know you love Chicago, but it's 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 harsh there sometimes, Carmen. Um, what's not harsh is the expectations placed on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in, in 2022, right? A Super Bowl favorite. Basically, it's Rams or Bucks 
and then whoever the Rams or Bucks are going to beat from the AFC in Super Bowl 57. That's kind of the expectation here. Unfortunately for you, the Chicago Bears are kind of an outlier in that I whole conversation. Know, it's fine. I'm realistic. <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm realistic. Yeah. Always but covering the whole league now from the, from the perch that you are, high above the city of Chicago, what are your expectations for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially given, I mean, Dom Kinsu is gone. You got some replacements there. Akeem Hicks, you know very well. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul obviously is gone. JTS is going to step up. And I know you saw Joe Tryon Schwenka working out during part of this trip as well. I mean, you can talk about that. Uh, but then also, I mean, they've got a murderer's row schedule coming up. And, and you know better than anybody on this side of things how that schedule really impacts the team. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I, I did write a little bit about it um, for the Draft Network a few weeks ago, and it, I, it's, it is. It's kind of a Super Bowl or bust, right? You've got Tom Brady back for what could be his last season for real. Um, you know he wants to go out on a high note. Also, like, you know, you had some casualties. You had some cap casualties. You had some retirements, as we talked about, but you still have the core intact and you've got more talent than pretty much anybody else in the NFC at the, at, at least, you know, if not the league. So um, the win now window is still open and I, we don't know how long it's going to be open for. So that being said, I mean, yes, there was a little bit of a rotation or, a, a, you know, on the defensive line, you know, some, some change-ups uh, with Indomitian Sue and I, you know, Indomitian Sue was a fantastic player for the Bucks. He still is a fantastic player. I have no doubt in my mind he's got more to give. That being said, I think Akeem Hicks fits this scheme like a glove. And I know that the coaches are super excited. They didn't know that they were going to be able to get him, you know, for the price that, that was going to work. Um, and they did. And so he's going to fit in just kind of seamlessly. He's had a relationship with Todd Bowles um, for the last few years. They've known each other. Um, and so it's just it's just going to work. I, I feel like it's just going to work really, really well. And then you said it with Joe Tryon. I, he was another one that I, I didn't wasn't expecting. So I went out there for O-line masterminds. Yeah. I'd never seen the training facility before. Didn't really realize how how much of a hotbed Dallas is for train for NFL trainers um, yeah. to kind of work out of. And so, I was just minding my own business. I was in one of the training sessions with Duke. I think I was like it was a the a Toronto Armstead was in there. Half the Saints O line was in there, and I was Mackay Beckton. I'm I'm watching these guys, and out of the corner of my eye, I see this guy, and I'm like across the whole field, and I was like, oh, that kind of looks like Joe. And then I got a little bit closer as I walked over and I was like, oh my gosh, that is Joe. And so I ran up to him and it was so happy. I was so happy to see him. But then of course, like I was supposed to be watching these old linemen and I started watching Joe and I was just like, oh my God, like he looks, and granted, I know it's just drills, it's whatever, but he was working with a pass rush specialist Mm -hmm. um, in Dallas and, you know, he was out there for training for, I think a week and a half, two weeks. And he just looked, his burst, his bend, his speed, his power, like everything. And I had already written about how he was going to be a breakout player for the Bucks this year. Mm -hmm. And he even said it to me. He was like, I mean, I have to make you look good, right? And I was like, yes, you do. If for no other reason, Joe, you have to go make That's it. That's all it is. Just vindicate what Carmen wrote on the Draft Network. That's the only reason he's out there working. You already called the shot. And I was like, I did because I I mean, and I fully – fully believe in him um, opposite Shaq Barrett. And again, that interior is going to help those guys get those one-on-one matchups um, on the outside. And I think that there really won't be a drop off at all from JPP and, and might be a little bit, I mean, what JPP was playing through last year was unfathomable for most people. So I just, 
I think that you're going to really kind of weirdly get an upgrade, not because JPP is not that player right. anymore, but just because of what he was working himself through all last season. And now you're going to have a fully healthy Joe Tryon Shrinka, who is just, again, like such a good talent and raw talent. And now he's, he's working on all of the little things that are going to make him elite. And I can't wait to see that. Nice. What's what's your sack prediction? Putting you on the spot. What's your sack prediction for JT? Oh, I called it already. I said ten. I I said oh, like all overall. Because I'm like for Joe, I already called double digit sacks for Joe. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um, I fifty one. Okay. Let's go fifty one. Some Barrett Rude energy. I don't know. That's before your time with the Bucks. I don't know how deep your history with the Bucks went. Um. Let's talk about the roster, though. I mean, so not all the starters came back, right? Obviously, there's some players that are missing, uh, which opens the door to maybe some surprises on on cut days and, and the in the final the final initial 53 man roster. Um, what do you have any bubble surprises you're anticipating here for the Buccaneers this this season? Yeah, I, you know, it's it's going to be hard. That offensive line, that that left guard spot is really going to be something to watch. Yeah. And um, you know, you've got because you've got Stinney. You've got Robert Hainsey, but then you drafted Luke Decky, and I know they really, really like him. So the thought was drafting him that he is going to be a starter for them, whether that's this year or next, we don't yeah. know. But um, that being said, I do after seeing. I'm obviously I'm biased after seeing the work that Hainsey put in. I'm like he's going to be able to. He's going to be a formidable challenger. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think that the secondary is going to be something to watch too that kind of that safety rotation mm-hmm. um you know you've got logan ryan now and like i just think that there's going to be a, some very interesting looks that you're going to see because logan is kind of one of those guys that can play all over the back end yeah. and i think you're going to get really creative so i don't know that i know of any surprises necessarily but um i think that you're going to see some different things this year yeah. and i am excited for that Absolutely. Yeah. James and I are doing our 53 man projection uh, early next week before training camp actually gets started. And I mean, honestly, I'm going through the list. I'm like, I don't know that. I mean, there's maybe one or two like Jalen Darden maybe is a surprise that could happen. But honestly, it could also not happen. I I feel like there's new faces, but you still kind of know what you have uh, with this Buccaneers roster, Carmen. One thing we don't know. um, Well, we know a little bit. We don't know a lot, at least not publicly, is some of the things that you couldn't say when you worked for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but now we don't have that problem. So look, <laughs> it does. I told James I was going to ask you this. And he was like, he's like, Oh, she's like, she's not going to let any dirt. I was like, look, it doesn't have to be negative. Like just because I'm about to ask this question doesn't mean it has to be like, Oh, you know, who's probably going to get busted on a, on a drug test someday. Like it doesn't have to be anything like that. It could be, I mean, by all means, but what's, what's something that you couldn't necessarily let out the bag as, as a bucks employee, that you can let out the bag now that you're working for the draft network. Oh my gosh. That's so difficult. Truly though. Like I, this is, yeah, this is, this is something in itself. I probably was only able to report on about 5% of what I knew. Yeah. Just, uh, just the revelations. Like you said, I mean, you really only allowed to report like 5% of, of, of what of the I business? think that that's like, probably, that's probably, I mean, it's not juicy about the team or anything, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the best they're like the secret about team reporters and stuff is that like, mm-hmm. You're not allowed to say a lot. You're not, yeah. you're kind of told a lot of times what you need, what you can and can't write. 
um, you, you, you trade your autonomy essentially for the access yeah. that uh, it gives you. And it does allow for some amazing, you know, relationships and, and to get some amazing content that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to use that access as best as I could to bring Bucks fans in to one buck as much as possible or Advent Health Training Center. Mm-hmm. There's another one for you. I hate it calling it Advent Health Training, <laughs> Training Center. I will not do it. It's one buck. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I pitched a fit about that. Um, I think we all did. We were like, no, I'm still calling it one buck. And, but yeah, so, I mean, there was, there's, there's something that you have to, I mean, there were things, even things that people probably don't think about. Like I got in trouble for tweeting about Chick-fil-A because we were PDQ. Um, I wasn't allowed to even have, okay. yeah, like opinions yeah. outside of sponsors that were for the team. Um, and, and, and justifiably so, because you essentially are a representative of the team. You're an extension yeah. of the team. So uh, it, it looks a little weird if you're pushing different chicken, I guess. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, you're part of the brand and the brand represents this chicken. That's the only chicken we love because that's uh, because that's they, they, they pay, pay us, us to. They pay us to love it. <laughs> and if you actually love it, listen, like people are going to hear a built bar ad in this in this episode. Um, but I genuinely do enjoy built. I, I have a built bar every morning before I go to work because. That's the wonderful thing now is like I can do you know deals with certain brands or partnerships or whatever with things that I actually love. So I you know like I just I literally just started a partnership with Pilates Gym here in Chicago uh, because I love Pilates and it was a very natural um, kind of partnership and stuff like that. So I get to you get to know my real opinions on things now, and um, I know people are grappling with the whole Bears thing. Um, I will say. And I want to make sure that this is still clear because mm-hmm. I would be asked about people that knew me, you know, when the bears came to play or when the Bucks played the bears, yeah. like who were you actually rooting for? Right? I've asked you that. Yeah. Off the air, obviously, but I've asked you that question. Yes. I've said, I've said Bucks every time. Right. I meant Bucks every time. And I still like, right. I, it might change now in a head to head, but I was so invested in that team. And I mean, quite right. frankly, they signed my checks. My job was easier when the team won. Absolutely. So, I wholeheartedly threw myself into the Bucks. I hope that the Bucks, on Bucks fans understand that like there's not a lot that could pull me away from the Bears fan that I have grown up as. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it takes a lot. And and the Bucks, the Bucks did that, and the Bucks will continue to do that because I absolutely. I, love I mean, how many times have you been on the Locked On Bears podcast? Uh, once. Well, and you've been on Locked On Bucks. Well, see, now now I just look yeah. bad because you've been on Locked On Bucks. And now I, I now joined a Bears podcast. As a TDN person. So at, we'll, at you know, we'll get you on again before Lauren gets you back. How about that? We'll, we'll, okay. we'll make sure uh, that that happens. But Carmen, I mean, we're running long here. I'm going to get in trouble for my boss, Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. Who cares about that anyway? Oh, but like Ross. Ross likes me, right? We like Ross. We just don't like his show because it's it's about the Saints. Obviously not. Um, for, I still hate the first thing. NFL host of 10,000 subs on YouTube, whatever that's supposed to mean. Um, but, uh, speaking of partnerships and new partnerships, you have a new podcast that you're going to be appearing on every Tuesday. Let's plug that before we get out of here. Yes. It's a sick podcast with Adam rank. It's NFL networks, Adam rank. Um, he is a long suffering bears fan, just like myself. <laughs> and he, it's a passion project. It's a love. It's, it's, yeah. it's out of love for him. And I was a guest on his podcast uh, a few weeks ago and, he was like, hey, what would you think about making this thing a little bit more permanent and coming on every week with us? And I'm super, super stoked about it. Uh, I'm still, you know, kind of catching up on the last six years of, of, of Bears football. Uh, so bear with me. <laughs> Pun intended. 
but uh, I'm super, super happy. So every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central time, uh, you can catch Adam and I uh, talking bears and and taking questions from fans, which is really fun. So if you think Justin Fields is an underrated NFL quarterback for the future and you are a Darnell Mooney fan, make sure you check that out because I am both of those things. So I will be checking out as well. Carmen. Senior NFL reporter and managing editor of the Draft Network on Twitter at V. Again, if you are not already following her, make sure you do. Bucks fans, you know her, you love her, and she's back now, and hopefully uh, we'll figure this. You guys don't know this behind the scenes. We tried to schedule the thing like five different times during the offseason. Something just kept getting in the way. Um, But glad to have you back on. We'll have you on again shortly. Thank you for your time as always, Carmen. Thanks for having me. Thanks one more time to Carmen Vitale of the Draft Network. Make sure you're checking out everything that she's doing over there and, and all around. Honestly, her influence is expanding as we speak. We thank you again for making the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view of the day. For your second listen or your second view of the day, check out the Locked on NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action and every once in a while you might see or hear myself as a guest host on that very national show james and i will be back tomorrow wrapping up our roster position group previews who we're looking to see at training camp when that gets started guys next week football is right around the corner if you've got anything that you want to add or discuss here on the show please don't hesitate to reach out to us on email. You can hit us up at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 813-444-5841. For James Yarko, I'm David Harrison. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucksNation.com and at BucksGameDay.com. And hit us up on Twitter. I'm at DHarrison82, James at JRCO underscore Bucks, and, of course, the show at Locked on Bucks. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, fire the cannons, and thank you for joining me right here at Locked On Bucks.